what is up what is up this is your girl gloria from heart of the city san diego going live this morning and um was i was up early this morning and i was just like you know um you know i was praying i was talking to god and and i was you know honestly i was thinking about tacos <laughs> today's taco tuesday and um, if you don't know, I used to do taco reviews. Um, haven't done any in a while because my, my time is limited now. But um, I I woke up hungry. A girl was hungry. And, um, and yeah, I was, I was um, saying, you know, God, you know, you're, I just thank you for, you know, everything that you've done in my life and I just I'm so blessed with all that I have um, even though I have you know a few complaints here and there that I wish could change um, but I can't control the outcome I can't control the change I can't control the behavior of others the only thing that I can control is me my thought life and so um, so then you know then my, my hunger kicked in and I was thinking about tacos. I was thinking about In-N-Out Burger too. <laughs> but I had to switch it to tacos because, you know, today's Taco Tuesday. So, yeah, I was um, I was thinking about that. And, you know, I, was, I went to the kitchen and I was like, you know, started the coffee and poured myself, you know, some nice hot awesome amazing coffee in my favorite coffee cup and if you don't know me let me just explain something to you okay like <laughs> people that know me know how sensitive i am to caffeine right <laughs> and this has happened since day one since people have ever found out how sensitive i am to the caffeine um Put it this way, like I, I'm so chill, like, and I'm so observant, like with people, and in like social settings and stuff. I'm like, I'm like the person that likes to sit at the, you know, kind of like, you know, on the outskirts and observe. And I had this pastor's wife, right, homegirl, kept me in church because she had the best beans ever. Let me tell you. Anyway, I. <laughs> She used to give me coffee and she used to pour like, man, um, I mean, uh, like I was new to drinking coffee. I was not a coffee drinker in, you know, you know how like, you know, the young, you know, the millennials are today. They grew up with Starbucks and fancy coffees. That was not me in my days. Okay. <laughs> that was definitely not me. Um, I was not the young you know, entrepreneurial girl that drank the coffee um, until I met this pastor's wife and she gave me coffee and I had to like sugar that thing up and pour like loads of milk in it. And the caffeine combined with all that sugar in that social setting at Bible study, I was flying. I was high on caffeine <laughs> and I was the life of the party <laughs> and so they uh 
they found out that, you know, that kind of wakes the girl up. And so, yeah, ever since then, um, people have been trying to give me caffeine. Anyways, when I do drink the coffee, I have this thing called flow that kicks in. Any of you who are an entrepreneur or you are in the ministry in any way, shape, or form, you understand when the flow hits. <laughs> you know what that means. You know that there is a word in your heart that kicks in. You are believing that it is Jesus and it is probably the caffeine. <laughs> that is your girl. <laughs> That's your girl. So anyway, combined with Jesus and caffeine, whoo, I got the flow. <laughs> I was reading, I woke up and I grabbed the coffee and I love to have a little read, okay? I'm not always reading the Bible, just so you know. <laughs> there are times when I don't just read the Bible, okay? <laughs> uh, I know you think I'm a nun. A lot of you out there, you think I'm a nun. Okay, homegirl just doesn't always read the Bible. I was reading an article, actually. And it was an article about uh, comedy. And I was just consumed by this article on comedy, which was so interesting to me. If you if because if you don't know me, I I'm a I'm a I'm a why do people do what they do kind of thinker, right? So I am like curiosity at the highest level. I always want to know the why behind who they are and what they do. And so this is, this is the way that I constantly think. And as I'm reading this article, on comedy, it is very psychological, right? So you you got to know that comedy isn't just some random person jumping up there and telling a joke, okay? It is got to do with some psychology. It's got to do with some darkness and some laughter and how they view the world. But this article was talking about comedy in crisis today. What does that look like? And it went back to uh, a situation that happened in America called 9-11. Now you know exactly what I'm talking about, okay? And this article went back to 9-11 and comedy, right? So comedians were, tr were tr there was this quiet moment in comedy and every comedian was trying to find just the right balance of darkness and laughter. And one comedian was brave enough to take the stage and go there. He went there uh, in the, the the crisis talk, in the traumatic talk, and tried to make laughter out of it, but instead he got criticized, 
Okay. But he was, what I was impressed with was that he was brave enough to take the stage, right? So basically it was, it was criticized like all over. He was talked about, it was, it was criticized. You know, was it the right timing to come back to create comedy in an era of crisis, right? So then you got these comedians that finally find this kind of balance, you know, and psychology behind laughter. And the article is talking about how it goes back to the caveman days, right? How, you know, you're back in the caveman days, they, you know, they're, they, instead of, you know, they're, they're in the darkness, there's a lot of trauma, a lot of crisis in the caveman days, right? I don't know if they know they're in crisis, but it's very, very dangerous for them, right? So they're, they're now, you know, they're talking about this one, you know, being in, in the cave and not knowing, you know, if that noise that's being made is a tiny little mouse or a saber-toothed tiger that's ready to eat them. <laughs> and so in that moment, they have that, you know, they, they're, they're, you know, either going to laugh because it was just a tiny little mouse that couldn't hurt them, or they have to go into full-blown survival mode because now they're going to, you know, be eaten by a tiger and how do they defend themselves, right? And it was just, it was, the this read was so, uh, so fun. It was, it was so fun to read this to me. And I just, every single, every psychological way that I think <laughs> was, was being fed. And I was just like, wow, this is such a good read. And, um, I was like, it, it was, it was just going on about, you know, how comedy, um, touches in with the darkness and what this reminded me of is when i was going through my training in uh in my chaplaincy training uh our trainer has guest speakers come in right we have like the fire department will come in the police department will come in and they'll do a little seminar talk with us and stuff right and one of the things that shook me or shocked me, and I don't know why I was shocked with this, but I never, it never dawned on me, this, this uh, behavior that happens in the fire department or the police department or wherever, you know, people have trauma or crisis. And that is their day in and day out job. They're immersed in it. This is how they communicate and survive it right and it's with humor and one of the talks in in one of the talks the guy was saying you know uh the guy was saying that you know uh, one of the departments um i think it was the fire department or something after they're done you know with with uh, saving lives and you know, seeing the, the 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 crazy stuff that they see, 
which could be a lot of it is you know they're seeing just the horrific things in humanity right they're seeing death they're seeing um danger they're seeing um you know just the, the drugs um the fire department is dealing with burn victims and you know loss in all kinds of stuff how do you cope with that and the fire the, the, the guy was saying that you know as soon as as soon as they get on the truck the the jokes that they make are you know to someone like me who's, who's just a civilian observing how to deal with crisis you know i've done crisis and family and church and things right but not day in and day out and not death and not you know uh burn victims and you know mass disasters and things like that what these guys have to do with all the time that they get on the truck and they're making these jokes they have to find some kind of humor to cope with what they just experienced right and I was just like, in, I didn't know whether to be like, how dare you? Or that is so funny, right? Because <laughs> the jokes that he was telling, I wanted to laugh so hard because I could relate. But yet it was so dark that I felt like, should I be violated? <laughs> that's comedy. And that's something that human nature has developed to find a coping mechanism for life's really really hard places right and so i was i was reminded of of so many different situations um you know another situation was uh that uh this this one particular situation was just bizarre though um I was thinking, oh my gosh, you talked about that person like after they did whatever, you know, I don't want to share the situation because it is pretty brutal. But um, crisis is hard to deal with. And, and this read was so, so good. And I want to kind of, you know, throw this out there for you all, you know, that, um, you know, we, we as Christians, are kind of the same. We, you know, we are dealing with a world that is in full-blown crisis. And we're not talking about just a city or just a community. Here in San Diego, we deal with, with fires, you know, the, the wildfires and things that happen. And there's loss, you know, uh, while, you know, their, their livestock and, you know, horses and things like that have to be relocated and stuff, but this isn't that. This is a worldwide crisis. And so many of us are trying to find ways to, to cope, right? And so much is is uh, being done in the workplace. And, and here's another story is that I'm in my workplace and a lot of stuff I can't, you know, I can't share the actual names and, and, and people that it happened to because of confidentiality reasons uh, on my work site. But um, I was, I'm, I deal with 
the fire department all the time and emergency personnel all the time. But lately, you would not even imagine that the things that we have had to deal with on our a job site on the, in the job style that I work in, we have had to deal with the police department. And that is insane. Uh, it is insane. And anyways, this one particular situation happened and it was uh, with a gentleman who was a uh, former, uh, he's a veteran and a former a war veteran. And a situation came about with him and the fire department was there and it was one of the guys an older gentleman who was um, one, one, of the, one of the fire uh, department guys that were there as a fireman. And he came and stood next to me and for whatever bizarre reason was trying, was needing to talk. He was needing to talk. I don't know it was, if it was because of my uniform, my badge, but he was needing to talk. This situation that he was in was an unusual situation and this is what he was sharing with me and he came and stood next to me and he said in the I think he said 30 years of being in the fire department or something like that he made a statement in the 30 years of being in the fire department, I have never, ever dealt with a situation like this. And I would have never imagined that anything like this would have would happen in this kind of work setting that you are in. And I just listened. I did I don't know better. I don't I don't know you know, the difference. He in his 30 years of experience knows the difference. I don't know this much like a millennial um, just coming in. I don't know what to reference it to. I just know I'm in it. I'm in it. <laughs> and I, I, so there's no referencing to anything, right? He's saying, I have never seen this before and that's what my heart was like i was gutted and i just listened i don't i don't didn't have information to give to him because i i don't you know i don't have anything to reference it to i just know i'm in it and we deal with it every day and i was like wow i didn't even know that that was new news to me and he's saying to me um, that he never dealt with this and how do I deal with it and I just listened I didn't even know I like I was like a deer in headlights I was frozen with curiosity of I didn't even realize that it was a, something I just a light bulb went on and I just had learned something new that day 
And as I went outside, he, he was sitting down on one of the, uh, the lounge chairs outside by himself, just looking like, just looking out into, not looking up to the sky, but he was just looking out like daydreaming at what just happened. I don't know if he was, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if he also was a veteran somehow, but definitely this experience was something that just was taking, it was taking up his, his emotion, emotional um, mind at the moment. And he just was absorbing it. And he, oh, that's the other thing that he said. He said, this, this, the, the world as we know it has changed. The world as we know it has changed. And he was kind of in a bit of a, like a, almost, I want to say almost a daze at absorbing what was just happening to him. And I was taken back at watching this man go through this process. It was, it was bizarre. It was strange to me. And I've been doing the ministry for a long time. And he's been a firefighter for over 30 something years. And he has never been in a situation that I deal with day in and day out. But yet I never, I don't have anything to reference it to. And that's all I know. And I easily get through it. But yet he walked in and he was blown away by it. it he was emotional by it. It, it, it hurt his heart almost. And he had to go sit down alone and kind of even take a breather from it. And he says, who, who would have ever known that this stuff happens in these places as well? For, due to confidentiality reasons, I'm not sharing the place or the people or whatever. I'm just sharing a situation that happened with the fireman. A firefighter that I was talking to um, who came straight to me um, you know I am a chaplain and I listen to people's stuff all the time every day all the time and one of the things that I learned from my trainer Mickey Stonier was sometimes you don't have the words and you just just listen I don't, I didn't have the words to say to him. I didn't say, I didn't say, oh, this is how we cope. This is what we do. I didn't have the words. I just absorbed what he said and let him do the process of whatever emotional process he needed to go through with that. And we made eye contact a couple of times as he sat alone. You know, I walked by and just smiled and you know, gave him the eye, like, are you okay? You know, um, as he was processing this. And at, throughout the day, there were several calls where he was on duty and we kept seeing each other. And he just was kept, like, it was this, this weird, where I, we kept seeing each other kind of thing. This really impacted this, this guy. 
And I was just like, I went home thinking about this. It went with me. And I was just like, you know, wow. And we had a moment of humor. And in, in one of the night calls, right before I got off shift, there was another situation where they had to come back and he was still on duty. And we had a moment of humor um, with the situation and um, was able to, to have a laugh. And then I said, I got to go. I'm off duty now. And uh, and so, you know, human nature has its way of coping, but more so, you guys, in that we have Jesus Christ to go to in all situations. He is not unfamiliar, and he uses those little situations, like the situation I was in with this firefighter, to to help us to show us or to help another human being. You don't have to be preaching to people. You could just be, you could just have eye contact, body language, a tap on the shoulder, you know, a, a, a smile is all filled with the presence of God in it. You guys, our whole being, if we are, a believer in Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Spirit, our whole being is full of God, you guys. Because it isn't, it isn't us who does it. Sure, we're the vessel. We're, we, you know, we're the, we're the, we, we, we can, we can operate and, you know, we can pat someone on the shoulder and things. But God is, God is more than capable. The Holy Spirit is more than capable of making that connection with another human being to give them support or just a, a listening ear or an eye contact. Sometimes that's all that's needed. You know? I didn't have to say, oh, I'm a Christian. You know, Jesus is all in this and you know let me give you a word of prophecy <laughs> um i didn't have to do that i could have but i didn't have to there was something that god was doing already i knew it i was i felt peace about it and i was blown away with the fact that i was getting new news and learning something new, and I could relate to what a millennial must feel like. They don't have anything to reference things to. What I feel like, and I didn't have anything to reference anything to, and I'm not young, <laughs> and I have a lot of experience in the ministry, and I thought this was all normal. I, I, I dealt with this stuff day in and day out and I just it came easy to me but this firefighter had been doing it pretty much his whole life and had never dealt with that and he was kind of in shock at, at taking it in how the world has impacted human beings this pandemic the crisis, the way that people are, are different now, the way that people are, all 
people, not just not just in bad neighborhoods. This is this is in a a home where you you know I work in a place where you think that people are safe and happy and sound and things, and they're going through psychological issues. We need Jesus. We need to rise above. We need to share love wherever it is. Just a just a peaceful body language. Just an eye contact. Guys, I love you guys. And I'm just sharing an inspirational word, you know, just a just a word of encouragement. Just, you know, this these little messages aren't to to preach at you. This is just to kind of bring an awareness of the fact that we need to support each other everywhere in the workplace, you know, in the ministry, with our family, everywhere. You know, this morning I was having a conversation with my mom as I was, you know, here and having a coffee with her. And um, she was talking about some situations as well. And we were both going into a conversation and it's kind of like a teaching situation with, I'm doing a lot of kind of teaching with her. Um, she doesn't know that I'm doing this, but you know, we're even trying, we're, we're getting to know each other because we were away from each other for so long. So there's, there's a lot of trying to get to know each other again. Um, you know, and where she thinks she knows me, there's a lot of, a lot that she doesn't know me, of me, and she has to learn that. And so, um, and so do I about her, um, although I'm very observant and I, I know her, um, a lot of years she was not you know, she was, you know, she was an alcoholic for a lot of years and didn't know me. And so um, there's a, there's, there's now learning about each other. And, and I, I like, you know, and I'm teaching her some things about the reason why I do the certain things that I do. But she can't, she can't grasp it. She does not even understand at all. And when she has an open moment of of listening, um, I get an opportunity to to share the reasons why. I'm all about the why and all about the curiosity of why people do what they do. And so um, that's what I was sharing with her today. And she was like, you know, she was like, oh, okay, I get it now. I didn't. She said, I thought there was something different. She says funny things. My mom, my mom is so funny. She goes, I, I, I just always thought there was something different about you. I didn't know why there was something different about you. I just was like, she's kind of, she's just like that. She's different. <laughs> oh, my mother. Anyways, I'm going to peace out for now. I love you guys. And I hope and pray that these stories help you as you go out on your day as you go and have a taco 
enjoy that taco, enjoy life, enjoy that, and find ways to create humor in your life, you know? And sometimes um, there's another story that I want to share with you. It's very tragic. <laughs> I'll leave you with this, okay? <laughs> it It's dark, it, it is, but a lot of you are going to be able to laugh. My brother and I, we do laugh at some because we, we've been through some pretty dark days in our life, okay? And when my brother and I get together, we have to laugh. But there's there was this one situation where he um, he got in trouble because he was he was you know he was dabbling in the gangs and stuff and you know um, he got jumped in and my dad was my dad was like my dad's an ex convict he did ten years in San Quentin he's he was he was reformed at the time when we were growing up and. But, you know, you got to know that if he did 10 years in San Quentin, my dad knows knows the ropes. He knows the streets. He knows what's up. And so, you know, we don't we don't get this yet. We don't understand that he knows what's up. My brother got jumped into the gang and my dad's like, and you're going to get jumped out. <laughs> and we crack up because my dad. There, I was I was listening to the conversation with my brother, and my dad, it, on the other side of this big uh, hedge, like a bush, like these bushes that we had that created a fence around our yard. They were big, huge ones, um, and they were full, like big, full, fluffy hedges, almost like a fence. And my brother's, like you know. Um, trying to be sassy with my dad or whatever. And and he, my dad's like, you want to know what it's like to get jumped in or get jumped out or whatever? And suddenly I see my brother fly over the hedge. He, I mean, my dad threw him over the hedge and onto the grass, he, my brother fell. And I was like, oh my God. You know, and, and, and my, my dad's saying, um, you're getting jumped out, and I'm gonna stand, be right here watching, watching them jump you out. <laughs> my brother did get jumped out. He got jumped in, and then he got jumped out <laughs> because my dad made him. But what was funny is um, we crack about we crack up about that. I was like, "Yeah, little Joe, you went flying over the hedge like Superman, and there was no more gang activity in your life because Daddy done spanked that out of you." <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to let you go for now. You can have a laugh about that one. Um, if you ever get to know my brother, he's probably laughing his head off. He always does about this story. I love you guys. Bye and peace out. <laughs>